Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 25 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast for Sunday, December 11, 2011. On tonight's show, coming up in just a little bit, I do have a guest. They'll be uh, interviewing Greg Masters, also known as Two Health Guru on Twitter. Definitely a Twitter and healthcare social media star on his uh, credentials include uh, ACO Chats, which we may get into here um, in a little bit. Um, and if we have time at close the end of the show, I'll be uh, maybe covering some news stories here. And uh, just getting ready, uh, you know, for the end of the year here. You know, Christmas time's coming up soon, and uh, maybe I'll throw in some Christmas songs during tonight's uh, podcast here. So uh, all of that coming up and a lot more on Episode 25 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the presidents of the American Academy of Family Physicians, Dr. Belinsky. Um, this year, one of my commitments and, and a great interest is to be more engaged with you as leaders, chapter leaders, uh, and, and our frontline membership. Uh, on, on Monday, a Twitter handle, I'm privileged to be the first one to hold, uh, at AFP Prez, P-R-E-Z. I already have 29 followers. I feel so proud. Um, I have a long, long way to go to catch up to uh, our current student board member, Kevin Bernstein, who has a little over 1,000. Um, and our, our king of family medicine, social media, uh, Mike Sevilla, who has nearly 7,000 uh, members. Media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. I'm your host, the friendly family physician. My name is Mike Savella, family physician and social media enthusiast. What is this show about? I get that question a lot here on the show. Uh, I tell people this is uh, social media through the eyes of a family physician. I encourage you to check out the website at uh, familymedicinerocks.com. And a shout-out to all 7,880 people who are following me on Twitter. Why, I have no idea, but I thank you so much for that. And a shout-out to all 297 people who like the Facebook page for this show. Uh, today is Sunday, December 11, 2011. It is 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and temperature here at... Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters is 27 degrees Fahrenheit. It was a cold but sunny day here in uh, northeastern Ohio. And uh, how was your weekend uh, out there, uh, kids? Uh, a nice, uh, calm weekend out here, uh, just a couple of weeks uh, before Christmas. We did have some uh, snow flurries uh, in the past week, but nothing uh, substantial uh, yet when it comes to a snowfall, which we are always waiting for here uh, in this part of the country. Uh, so coming up uh, in just a few minutes here uh, will be my guest, uh, Greg Masters. You can also find him on Twitter at 2HealthGuru, and he uh, contacted me last week and said, hey, we should talk about stuff. We should talk about maybe the future of Internet radio and also uh, some other topics as well. And I said, hey, why don't you just uh, – Come on my show, and we can just kind of talk about this uh, <laughs> live uh, on the air. So, uh, uh, so we'll uh, be coming up here in uh, just a, a few minutes here. So, looking forward to that, and 
you know, just kind of getting ready uh, for the uh, for the uh, beginning of the year uh, next year here. And, uh, you know, there's been things I've been uh, thinking about here, as I've talked about in, in my most recent shows here, about some different things to do uh, in uh, social media uh, and uh, maybe uh, doing some things a little bit different when it comes to uh, the blog or the website or even this show. Uh, things are happening just so very quickly um, out there uh, in the Internet land uh, that uh, uh, that I'm thinking about changing some things around, you know, maybe even uh, rebranding again or coming up with a new name or trying to trying to look uh, <laughs> a little bit different than I did in the past. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, that's the great thing about uh, social media out there and also the Internet is that you can try some different things and uh, see how they work and, uh, you know, see how uh, different things can uh, can come through uh, with that. So that's uh, it's a very, very exciting. So um, so what we'll uh, do now here is, uh, let me see here. And, uh, you know, just got just got done with the uh, healthcare social media chat, another great uh, chat uh, out there uh, tonight. And a uh, shout out uh, to uh, Dana Lewis out there in the Seattle land uh, who uh, does this chat every week and uh, just does a great job coming up with topics and facilitating uh, discussion <laughs> when it comes out to uh, when it comes out to that. So um, uh, very excited uh, that Greg is going to be coming on and uh, why don't I just finish up my uh, intro here, and uh, let's see. We will be uh, – oh, yes. Uh, so I uh, do want to thank uh, Blog Talk Radio for uh, uh, featuring me as a, a featured host. It's uh, been here for a few years now, and uh, thank you for Blog Talk Radio for that. I've been a uh, social media hobbyist since uh, 2005 uh, with over uh, 200 of these uh, Blog Talk Radio shows now. And uh, if you're curious, yes, I am a, a family physician in a full-time private practice. You can see patients five days a week uh, in the hospital and uh, in my office here in the beautiful uh, northeastern Ohio. And uh, why don't I take my break here, and uh, we will continue on uh, with the show here. So you're listening to the uh, Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the uh, unofficial podcast of the uh, Family Medicine Revolution you can Google FM Revolution for more information. And also a member of the uh, ProBend Network on podcast. You can get there by going to uh, ProBendNetwork.com. And uh, we will be right back. And uh, welcome back to the show here. Uh, this is the Family Medicine Rocks uh, podcast here. And I do have uh, Greg, who is uh, contacting me on Twitter here. And uh, I don't see his number up on the board here. So um, I'm not sure quite what to do here. Why don't you try a call on back there uh, on the line here, uh, Greg. And we'll see if uh, – let me refresh my board and uh, see if uh, see if you can come up here again. Uh, in the meantime here, uh, let me uh, cover some stories here uh, uh, from this uh, from this past week. And uh, one of the interesting things is that, you know, especially when it comes to Medicare, <laughs> this uh, big uh, Medicare cut that is uh, looming again here uh, for, uh, for, especially for physicians. And uh, there is a great talk in uh, Washington of uh, – you know, attaching this what they call the doc fix in the uh, in the uh, in the media to uh, other legislation uh, that is out there, and it's it's obviously this time of year, close to the uh, end of the year, uh, everything gets a lot more political uh, when it comes to uh, everything that has to be passed, uh, especially when it comes to uh, things like uh, you know taxes and the doc fix um, and this and that. 
so uh, I really appreciate what uh, what people are doing out there, especially American Academy of Family Physicians who are being advocates out there uh, for uh, trying to uh, get this not only a uh, this temporary doc fix in, uh, but also uh, a permanent uh, change to the uh, uh, to the uh, Medicare. Uh, Sustainable Growth Rate or Sustained Growth Rate or SGR is as they call it. Uh, so we're going to have to uh, really watch this as, especially as the days go on here, especially in the next week um, or two, uh, to see uh, to see what happens with this deal. And uh, yes, I think I, I think I have our guest here on the line here. So uh, let me see if let me see if uh, I can get him out here, and uh, then we can chat here. So. Hi, Greg. Are you there? I'm here, Mike. Hey, uh, thanks a lot for coming on the show here. Uh, it's, uh, sorry for the technical difficulties uh, at the beginning here. So, uh, but I, but uh, obviously, I do see you on my board now, and uh, and uh, we're actually talking. So that's great. Yeah, I, I was uh, apparently listening to an archived um, broadcast. And I figured I don't think this is the right one. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, thanks to Twitter, we figured it out. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, well, I know that uh, that you reached out to me. We wanted to talk a little bit about the future of internet radio and uh, probably some other topics for this evening. But uh, for people who are not familiar with you, and how can how can people not? Uh, of course, you're a two health guru on uh, Twitter. Uh, but uh, tell a little bit about uh, who you are, and uh, you know how. Uh, uh, how'd you come so interested in, uh, especially healthcare, social media type issues? Okay, good question. Um, I have been involved in healthcare for well the last three decades, primarily in uh, hospitals, health systems, and health plan, and then later medical groups, management organizations, joint ventures with hospital systems for uh, a, a good period of time, and. I, uh, you know, in the tumult of the managed care sort of bloodbath that occurred back in the 90s, I had an opportunity to uh, to try some other things uh, outside of healthcare, but I stayed close and stayed involved, uh, primarily um, as a consultant. Um, and somewhere around 2008, I got involved in Twitter and. I don't know exactly how that happened. I think I was looking at uh, some of the activity that was going on in the Internet marketing world and learning about uh, new technologies and platforms that were out there. And uh, I stumbled across a few people who were prolific at that time, one of which was Dr. Anonymous. And uh, as a result of uh, following uh, several of the more active people, Brian Vardabadian, Dr. V., and a few others, I stumbled across some of the uh, the tweet chats that uh, were developing at that time. And I found as a result of participating in those tweet chats, I was connecting with like-minded people across the country, in fact, across the globe, and I got very inspired. Uh, it was um, a, a connective energy that... Uh, that um, you occasionally find uh, in, in conferences, um, but it was uh, in cyberspace. So I got involved, and I got very excited about it, and I, I decided to make a commitment to learn the space, and I've been participating ever since. Well, that's great. That's great. I mean, I, and I know that you've uh, you, you, you've used this platform, this uh, Internet radio, blog talk radio uh, platform uh, in the past, and uh, when, you, when you contacted me through Twitter last week to, to talk about uh, um, the future of uh, internet radio. Well, what, what were you uh, what were you thinking? What what uh, what did what did you want to chat about? Well, you're a you know you're a you're a pioneer, and uh, I was listening to your show, and you know you were somewhat self-effacing, in my view, uh, and and I was thinking, now wait a second, uh, now here's a family doc who has really uh, made a commitment, you know, in terms of time, in terms of energy, in terms of devotion and focus to this medium and uh, has done, um, uh, has had 
skin in the game for quite some time and has really developed a high degree of skill set and capability and presence in the conversation in this medium. And I, I, and I, and I was hearing, you know, it might have been an incorrect interpretation, but I was, I was hearing, you know, that you were kind of questioning where you were at, where the show was at, where it's going to go, and so forth. And I, and I said, now, wait a second. <laughs> Don't discount it. We're on the verge of something that's that's big and exciting, and uh, and 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 don't don't take away from that. So I just wanted to check signals with you and um, talk about mutually where we thought uh, what we're seeing in terms of of the future of the media. And yeah, I've, I've yeah. done quite a bit myself. I mean, I at the time that I got involved, it was at the very beginning of the. Um, consideration of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. And there were some deliberations going on with the Senate Finance Committee at that time. And I had occasion to uh, tweet a lot of the uh, deliberation that was going on. It was actually an excruciatingly painful experience to, uh, to watch these guys and gals talk about the act and make amendments to the act and ultimately agree on something that got uh, uh, you know signed into law by by President Obama. But you know it, it, it was it was an opportunity to be involved because of the medium, and as a result of that, I did a program. I did a broadcast where I started talking about you know health reform. So created the hashtag health reform. Started uh, doing some some broadcasts on health reform started writing about health reform in a blog and so forth. And uh, that played out, and I got some good feedback from people. And as a result of that, that led into creating a blog, acowatch.com, and then creating a radio show, ACO Watch, a midweek review. And since we've done that back, I believe it launched it in, in uh, October of last year, I've had uh, quite a few programs and have developed somewhat of a, a go-to resource for people to discuss accountable care organizations. So none of this would have happened without Twitter. None of it would have happened without the venue of Blog Talk Radio. None of it would have happened without interacting with other like-minded people. So, I mean, I think there's tremendous power there. So what does the future look like? Hey, it's what you make of it. So what, uh, what what kind of response have you have you gotten you know from the blog from the radio show um, is it just is it just industry type people is is it lay people is it common people um, to, to try to get uh, try to get more information about health reform about what a healthcare organization uh, uh, or accountable care organization is all about uh, can you talk a little bit about that Yeah, the intention there was to stay current with. Uh with the law and the then developing or highly anticipated rule to implement, you know, what is a, an accountable care organization, what do they look like, how do you organize them, who's who's in, who's out, that kind of stuff. So my intention was to track with uh, um, a lot of the, uh, what was known at the time, um, that what was known at the time it was when the, uh, uh, the act was passed, the Affordable Care Act, with some general parameters about what it was ultimately going to be. And then we were told, okay, you know, we're going to issue a, uh, a notice of proposed rule uh, in the not-too-distant future, and that turned out to be a rather delayed uh, situation. So I kept uh, probing people, some lawyers, some health wonks, some doctors, um, some health plan people, and we've been just uh, sort of chronicling and, and talking about uh, the uh, you know the development of the conversation inside the health policy uh, domain, and uh, in uh, let's see, March of this year, almost a year later after the act was passed, the uh, the first notice of proposed rule was was released, and then uh, just recently did we get a final rule. So in between that time, we had a whole lot of conversation going on. There were conferences all over the place, lots of people trying to make money in the accountable care organization space. 
not that there's anything wrong with that, but there was a lot of consultants who were out there trying to um, cash in, if you will, on the question and uh, not having necessarily a whole lot of answers. So I've tried to step into that, you know, gap with knowledgeable people and uh, create some answers out there. Now, when it comes to healthcare reform and ACOs, I mean, you're you're one definitely one of the go-to people when it when it comes to Twitter on on uh, um, just on this subject. Have you always been uh, um, interested in health policy and health reform, and you know, throughout your you know two to three decades um, in the um, healthcare hospital field? I've always enjoyed sitting, having an interesting seat in that conversation because I go back three decades and. Uh, when we first started talking about this, the, the hot thing was uh, professional review standards organizations and health system agencies. That was the first effort to try and get a hold on the healthcare industry. So that was my foray. I actually started working for a community hospital, and I was the uh, coordinator of medical education. It was a hospital that had just gotten their uh, certification. Uh, as you recall, or as you, as you no doubt know back then, it was new to require continuing medical education credits in order to renew your license. So community hospitals were creating programs to get doctors uh, educated locally so they didn't have to go out elsewhere to uh, to renew their license. So I've been close to physicians all that time, and it just led from community continuing medical education then into the whole quality assurance. We used to call it the medical audit, medical care evaluation studies, medical audit, which evolved into quality assurance. And then out of that, uh, it evolved basically into looking at the entire medical staff organization, you know, what are the duties and responsibilities of a medical staff organization on behalf of the hospital. They're delegated from the board all this responsibility for the clinical well-being of the facility, even though they're independent contractors. You know, other than hospital-based physicians, you've got a bunch of community docs who are in a voluntary medical staff organization that have uh, been delegated an awful lot of responsibility for the well-being of the hospital. So, God, I'm talking fast. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm usually on the other side of the conversation. <laughs> That's right, Craig. That's right. Um, yeah. Well, let me let me let me, uh, let, let me jump in here. So so um, I, I think when you reached out to me, kind of response to maybe a recent recent blog post and some a recent radio show that I did. Uh, it's kind of looking towards 2012 for me personally, um, and just doing some self reflection. And um, you know, it's, it's it's it's. I think we're at a point here in in social media, healthcare, social media, um, that that is an important point. Um, you know, that, you know, I've, I've been in this game, you know, probably about four or five years now, starting out with blogging, um, and then doing um, uh, internet radio or podcasting, and doing a little bit of video. Um, and as I talked in, in my in my uh, uh, previous or two previous shows ago, is that uh, it. You know, I, I know that uh, you know that that this space is infinite, um, but it seems like I mean, there's a lot of people getting into the game now uh, when it comes to Twitter, when it comes to um, uh, blogging and, and that type of thing, and, and uh, um, it's it, it's it's getting really um, muddy up there, and it, it, it's it's hard for me to try to figure out you know what, what who are the the quality people now. You know, or or who are some copycat type of people who are just trying to get hits on their website, or or you know, pe- getting people to follow them on Twitter. Um, so so that that's kind of what I talked about on on one of my recent shows, and, and trying to see where I'm going to be going next, or where I'm going to be positioning myself because things are changing so quickly. Um, so so let me ask you, Greg. So I mean, you know, I mean, you've been on Twitter for a while now, and it, it seems like you know, there's a lot of people out there. Um, that it, it's getting really hard for me to try to try to fish out, you know, who who should really I follow, who really I should really uh, pay attention to. Um, are you feeling that, or, or am I just kind of making that up? No, I, I I completely agree. In fact, when in the early days, and for me that would be 2008-2009, Twitter was was much more of an intimate community. And since that time, we've had sort of massive influx of public relations and marketing folk who have basically, I think, 
flooded the airways now with an awful lot of me too type of look at me, look what I can do type of stuff. So the quality, the quality that's out there really gets, I think, corralled into the scheduled conversations like tweet chat, like Hixom as an example. That remains a community. You know, there are a number of tweet chats where you essentially the fire hose is not on. You're not getting flooded, you know, by spam and commercial messages, but you're actually having a focused conversation. So I, I think I feel, you know, that I'm much more engaged in Twitter now primarily through those kinds of uh, uh, through the through, through the tweet chat and then again podcasting or internet radio like you're doing that's another one you know let's face it if you're going to be involved in social media you've become you've made a commitment to being an e-publisher <laughs> you're going right. to publish in the channel you're going to publish you're going to curate and publish, publish and curate in the, in, the, in the digital media channels, and that involves video, Twitter, blogging, Internet radio, and live streaming, if you want to do that. And, and to, to, take, to come from a brand perspective, whether it's as an individual doctor, a medical group, or a hospital system, you've got to base, basically brand yourself and cover those distribution channels, much like the Mayo Clinic has done. It takes a lot of effort. And uh, the quality will rise to the top, I think, but it's only by those who are out there doing, making things happen now, like you. Well, I mean, kind of, uh, let me get your opinion on this. So, so you know, moving into, you know, 2012 uh, and, um, you know, where, where this, uh, I wouldn't want to say industry. I guess community is, is a better way to say it. Uh, where, where this community is going when it when it comes to healthcare, social media, um, you know, it, is the written word, is the blog still kind of, you know, the 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 uh, the anchor or the home where where people um, should first identify themselves, or is it really Twitter, or is it really another platform um, out there um, for people to self-identify themselves? I still think uh, Twitter is the central spine of, of the live connect. I think the blog is sort of sort of a uh, you know an off ramp to a more detailed kind of access to a body of knowledge or a body of information. So the blog is very important, as would be the podcast or or the or, or the videos. You know the so I I um, you know I think Twitter has lost a little bit of its real-time luster because people are talking about Google Plus now and the great capabilities that are created inside Google Plus. Quite frankly, for me, I don't even know how to use Google Plus. I mean, I've tried. And I've got a few people in my circles. And uh, it's just an ecosystem I haven't necessarily mastered yet, not unlike Facebook. <laughs> I'm not a Facebook fan right. either. You know? Right, so right, for me, right. Twitter, the blog, Internet radio and videos and live streaming; those are the essential channels that you've got to cover. I mean, it's it's, it's definitely overwhelming for people who are just starting out, um, uh, because I, you know, I get questions from a lot of people all the time, and I'm sure you do too. Uh, that that it can get overwhelming uh, trying to say, you know, where should I be other than everywhere? Um, but but let me ask you, Greg. So so do you think that that you know, are you seeing? Or are you observing, you know, things like audio podcasting, internet radio, video? Do you see that? Um, has that interest picked up in the past year or so? Or is it kind of just where it's at? Because I think, just from my numbers here and talking with people, that it still kind of hasn't really taken off like uh, Twitter interest or Facebook interest has taken off in the community. Uh, my sense is it's still in the, you know, we're still probably in the bottom half of the first inning in terms of uh, the actual phenomenon per se. Um, but my sense is, uh, you know, medicine is, is, and I'm talking primarily from the point of medicine as adopters or healthcare entities as adopters, they're still fairly slow uh, to get on, to get on the, you know, the freight train, so to speak. But, uh you know, medical groups are, um, it's a missed opportunity 
for medical groups to not de developing these core competencies to understand the marketplace, to understand what it means to be now essentially a digital publisher. You know, what does that mean for them? So the ones that are out there doing it are still a handful. You know, I mean, do you, what, what's been your experience? Well, I mean, uh, for, for, from just just from observing out there is that is that uh, you know, what I've seen is that the blog is still kind of where where people um, start out with, and uh, wherever they, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or um, radio, they still kind of link back to their home base, which is their website or their blog. Um, and I think in 2012 that's going to be changing a little bit um, because, I mean, there, there are so many ways um, to give feedback. Now, when I started blogging in the dark ages like five years ago, I mean, the, the, what people, uh, the, the sole way to give, to give feedback was uh, blog comments. And when you put a blog out now, um, you know, the least feedback I get is, is from the blog comments. Most of it is from Twitter or Facebook. So the way that people interact are, are a lot different, which is difficult for people who uh, have made this their industry or their uh, their business model because it is so difficult to, to track things like hits, to track things like, um, you know, if they are doing advertising, you know, for themselves or something or or, or getting sponsorship, and it's hard to get those type of statistics. That, that's kind of where I see a lot of these people just kind of crowding the space, uh, trying to get any kind of attention uh, so they can get, you know, whatever metrics they need to get. Uh, so that's really, it's, it's really kind of confusing to me to, to, to try to sort through all of this stuff to say what is really quality stuff and what is people just trying to get hits to their website or trying to get followers uh, to their Twitter. I, I hope that makes a little sense. Well, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And really, uh, from a healthcare perspective, a physician, a medical group, a physician practice, or a healthcare organization, they have inherent standing in the conversation. So if they're not out there establishing their voice, which is based on the face value and inherent standing they, that they have in any healthcare related conversation, and they're defaulting to someone else who's stepping in the fray with perhaps another um, objective or interest, then they're missing, I think, they're missing the opportunity. You know, Mayo's been really good here. I think Mayo's really modeled um, what it could look like in terms of being a, a digital publisher and covering the various channels. But if you're not out there minimally listening <laughs> to your brand, as a hospital or a medical group, then uh, you just don't understand what's happening. Um, on the line here, I have uh, my guest, uh, Greg Masters, uh, also known as Two Health Guru um, on Twitter, and uh, also um, does uh, ACO Watch, the blog and the radio show here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. And uh, when I was looking at your LinkedIn here, uh, Greg, you, uh, you said that you're the CEO of ZantateMedia.com. Can you tell me a little bit about that? It's uh, actually pronounced Zanate Media, and it's uh, a digital media consulting group. We are um, in the space of helping people understand social media, understanding the tools and platforms, and how they can be deployed on behalf of an organization, cause, or community. So we're basically uh, trying to teach people uh, how to leverage their uh leverage the the media that are out there to uh get their message out. Is there, are your clients basically hospitals or, or or any industry? We're working right now primarily with medical groups, action sports and e-publishing. Okay. So so people that reach out to you are they, you know, um novice people or people that have been in the space or what what kind of uh, what, what kind of trends are you seeing when, when people are reaching out to you to uh, to the company? Uh, mostly people who are perhaps somewhat uh, uh, cognizant, but not necessarily experts in it. If they're if they're experts, they certainly don't necessarily need need our tactical support. But for the most part, uh, I you know if you it, it, I used to say. Uh, you know, in, in, in terms of IPAs, Independent uh, Practice Association, 
you know, once you've seen one, you've seen one. Well, once you've seen one social media strategy, you've seen one social media strategy. So it really can be customized based on local market conditions and people involved and objectives of uh, of the organization. So I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, no, no, it does. It does. Um, you know, and, and you know, and again, looking towards the future, you know. Uh, um, especially when it when it when it comes to 2012, uh, you know, a, a lot of uh, you know trends are to have uh, inpatient, you know, not inpatient, in-person uh, type meetings. Uh, and I know that you know that that you've been involved, you're an organizer at the Health Camp uh, San Diego, and uh, uh, it, it's been great kind of seeing those tweets or even trying to do video. Um, can you tell me a little bit how how that's been going? How how it's compared one year to another when it comes to Health Camp San Diego? Well, it's uh, Health Camp is, is primarily a venue to get people uh, who across you know the board involved as stakeholders in the healthcare conversation. Now that could be a hospital, it could be uh, an individual, it could be a business, it could be a, a regulator, it could be a physician, you name it. So Health Camp is is kind of a way to energize conversations around innovation local innovation in your community and uh, it's all part of I think the whole social media movement because it is connecting more often than not people uh, into a conversation who are coming together through through social media it's uh, pretty much on the heels of and an extension of the health 2.0 uh, meeting uh, and movement that's around innovation in healthcare consumer empowerment and and stuff like that so to me it's it's hard to really separate it and segregate it. I see it all sort of, you know, sort of out there commingling in that universe of uh, of uh, digital media and innovation conversation. Uh, and I know that you, you're at the uh, the family medicine meeting. I think it was a couple weeks ago or something like that. Uh, got to meet people like uh, Ben Miller and uh, talk about uh, um, Occupy Healthcare, and that was a great interview that you had there. What, what was your experience there at the, that meeting? I know you got to meet a lot of people. Well, that was fun. And, you know, one more time, uh, the, when you interact with someone on, on Twitter and possibly on a, a live event like this on, on, the, on the radio, um, and you have an opportunity then to sort of meet them in person, whether it's at Health 2.0, Health camp, or in this case, the the, the meeting uh, in Newport Beach. Um, it was awesome. I got to meet Ben Miller, who uh, I've uh, exchanged tweets with over the years, and also meet uh, Mark Ryan. It was uh, it, it was just great. We had um, it's interesting. The it, there's a pre-existing basis for the relationship, so it's not like um, a cold call. <laughs> It's like you right. get together with someone after you've been swapping tweets and direct messages for the last, you know, six, twelve months, however long, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, good to meet you, and uh, yeah, there's a real affinity commonality here. We're we're interested in health reform. This whole conversation about Occupy Healthcare was was like, I'll never forget when I, when I first saw the hashtag and I and I saw Ben Miller. Uh, Put a link out back to the to the blog. I went. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is of course that that's what we need. <laughs> we really need. Right. You know, we need innovation. We need, and we're part of it here with with all this new technology. So we got to talk about that, and we're sitting in the bar uh, with Fred Trotter, and um, and. Um, I don't know Fred. Uh, what, uh, what what's Fred's story? Uh, do you know him that well, or? Uh, I bump into Fred at conferences. He's a real smart guy. Uh, he's a, he's a good techie, and he's got a pretty good handle on uh, innovation in healthcare. And I believe he's he's just finished a book, and he's got that uh, out there. And I'm, I'm it, the name escapes me, but uh, now Fred's a great guy. And I'm telling you, the people I've met. Uh, who I first met on Twitter when I meet them in real life. It's it's just awesome. So, uh, you know, this whole idea of crowdsourcing and leveraging the wisdom of the crowd, it just would not happen without this kind of technology. 
Oh, I, I definitely agree with you, Mike. And, and and I wish that I could go to uh, more of these meetings to just uh, meet the people that I, that that are that I follow on Twitter. And uh, I remember uh, you know, some of the first experiences where, where I met people actually in person uh, that that I follow on Twitter, and we would all call each other, you know, what our Twitter names were back at that time was Doctor Anonymous. And uh, it, it, it's an interesting experience because I mean you already know them, and, and I know you know this already, Craig, but you you already know these people. Um, and uh, there's no way to fake, you know, you know, on Twitter. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, is this who you are? And when you meet them in person, um, you, you kind of know them and are already familiar with them. Um, and it makes those initial, especially those initial interactions, you know, so much more quality because because you kind of know them already. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, every con- conference I go to, whether it's, I mean. Uh, from CES in Las Vegas to HIMSS in Orlando or Health 2.0 in San Francisco, uh, it's just a community that uh, it's a real intact community. It may be formed initially in cyberspace, but it manifests in real-time communities, you know, pretty much everywhere we get together. So it's awesome. uh, I'm, I'm just happy to be part of it. And like you, I consider myself to be a social media enthusiast. <laughs> and I yeah. would like, I would, I, and I'm a general do-gooder, so I would like to see it, you know, uh, be used in service of good things. And uh, hopefully, Occupy Healthcare is going to pull some some good uh, some good thinking people into the conversation about what innovation could like inside uh, a, an Occupy Healthcare conversation. Yeah, that, that's something that, that's uh, that's really unique to social media is that you know some some of these movements um, you know can, can start really on Twitter um, or really on Facebook or really on social media um, where people of a like mind um, and uh, all you have to do is agree upon a a hashtag and then everybody just kind of you know barges in and uh, you know that that is how the discussion happens and continues. Uh, and, and seeing that Occupy Healthcare uh, hashtag kind of evolve uh, when it really started was just a fascinating um, thing. And, and now they, they have a website, and now I believe they have a Google group. Um, and now, I mean, it's just people just continuing the conversation, which is really fascinating to see. Absolutely. And there's wisdom in the crowd. So, you know, the sum, we're more than just the sum of the parts. Do you uh, do you get to go to a lot of uh, conferences there, Greg? I mean, it's, I know with my schedule, it's very very difficult. But I mean, just kind of following your uh, your, your Twitter stream there, you, you get to get around a lot and meet a lot of people. Well, unlike you, I don't have a you know I don't have to see patients, you know, <laughs> so I have a little more uh, flexibility as far as my schedule. So yeah, I get to a fair amount. I do. I mean, yeah, well, one, of the, one of these days, I got I got to partake in the uh, you know the West Coast conferences. I got got to help I come out to Health Camp. I got to kind of come out to San Francisco and 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 you know and, and you know, check out some of that stuff. And, uh, and uh, what I'm really what's really cool is that you, especially your conferences there, Greg. I mean, you really try to put it out there on Twitter and UStream and all that stuff to try to bring people into your conference. And, and that has been very much fun to try to. Uh, uh, try to get access to and, and, and to feel like I'm there, even though I'm all the way over here. You know, I think deep down inside, I'm really a librarian. I like to share for free and for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know if there's a business model there, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just so. You know, who knows? But you know, you're great. I love what you're doing, and. Keep doing it, and we'd we'd love to see you out here in the West Coast. There's no doubt about it. I know you were um, you were up in Seattle not too long ago, maybe a year or so ago. Yeah, a year ago. It was a year ago. Make yeah. it up to Swedish that conference up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so so what do you got coming up there, Greg? Are you, are you going back to CES, or what, what's your what's your schedule uh, coming up? Where, where, where will I be able to follow you coming up in the maybe first couple months of uh, 2012? Oh my! Well, definitely CES, and uh, a couple of accountable care organization conferences coming up, and, and certainly HIMS. I will be at HIMS if you're uh, if you're on that docket. Wow! Yeah, I, I 
One of these days, I got to get to CES. Uh, everybody says I have to get out there, but I know it's, it's an industry meeting. It's not some. It's not a place for the general public, so I have to get an invite somehow. But uh, I, I follow it, you know, on the internet, and it seems like it's just a great time. You get meet meet to a, a lot of people. That you get to go there every year. The first year was last year, and I was blown away. Just, I mean, overwhelmed. I don't think. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a, a busier Twitter hashtag in my life than CES. In fact, when TweetReach did their sort of uh, recap, uh, and again, they're limited as to the number of tweets they get in their database from Twitter, but what they were able to show <laughs> for the conference, that they had 1,400,000,000 tweets, uh, uh, impressions created, via the the uh the cap of fifteen hundred tweets that they were actually able to to follow. So it was unbelievable. And they had the digital health uh forum which was very powerful. So anyone you know, if you're a geek you love it and if you're a health geek you really love it. So if you can make it out there, definitely worth the trip. Cool, cool. Uh, so great! Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. You know, I'm really liking this uh, this new time slot here, uh, um, right after the uh, Hixum chat here. So maybe I'll uh, make this a little bit more regular basis here. But uh, um, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, so much fun to, to have you on. Maybe I'll have you on after uh, after you go to CES, and uh, you can tell me uh, kind of your experience there and uh, see uh, what kind of fun things. Because uh, you know that's the geek in me. Because I have to know what's going on at CES, and uh, you know see see what the, see what all the cool gadgets are there. Are there have you seen or did you see any or a lot of like health related gadgets um, out there when you were there uh, this past year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a whole section on digital health. I don't know if you uh, follow uh, Aaron uh, Blackledge at uh, Care Practice, but his his partner um, uh, Andrew Brandeis was the sort of the spokesperson for the Eye Health 99, the monitor, the uh, the blood pressure monitor on, on an iPad. You know, I mean, that, and that was just one. They had all sorts of stuff going there. So you will not be disappointed if if you're your geekdom will not be let down as far as healthcare apps there at all. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Greg, for uh, for coming on the show here. Uh, I, I, I hope this was uh, this reached your expectation about what, what we were supposed to talk about. But uh, uh, it, it's always great to talk with you, and uh, maybe I should uh, you know do this a little bit more often, and uh, you know bring some some other. Uh, um, healthcare social media stars on the show here and uh, make it more regular. Well, thanks for having me on, and, and I love what you do, and and, uh, and keep doing it. Great, great. Uh, two health guru, Greg Masters, uh, on Twitter there. So thank you so much, sir. We'll, we'll uh, talk definitely down the road. So thank you so much. You bet. Bye-bye now. All right, bye-bye. All right, kids, so uh, just have a few more minutes here, um, and um, what I'll do is let me uh, let me catch my breath here. We have about 12 minutes here, and uh, let me catch my breath here, and uh, then uh, you will uh, come right back um, here for the last uh, 10 minutes uh, of the show here. So we'll be right back here on the Family Medicine Rocks uh, podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> the best time of the year I don't know if there'll be snow but have a cup of cheer have a holly jolly Christmas and when you walk down the street say hello to friends you know and everyone you welcome back to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast here on Blog Talk Radio my name is uh, Mike Savilla uh, so uh, about ten minutes here uh, left, and I uh, just wanted a couple, just a couple of news stories here before we get out of here uh, tonight. Uh, this is from Health Day from Monday, December five. Health officials urge Americans get your flu shot now. Hey, I got mine. I should. Oh, 
I've been meaning to uh, put that picture up there, but I haven't yet. Uh, the article starts, U.S. officials uh, used Monday, the start of National Influenza Vaccination Week, to urge Americans to get their flu shot before the uh, season begins in earnest. Uh, since the H1N1 flu pandemic of 2009, vac- vaccination rates have increased for some people, especially pregnant women and children. The two groups hit hardest by the pandemic. Right now, vaccine uh, supplies are ample, and, but they should start to dwindle over the next few weeks, so officials are hoping to get uh, more people to get their shot before Christmas. Uh, flu vaccination is the essence of prevention, and prevention is the essence of public health. Uh, the Assistant Secretary of Health for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services said during a news conference. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, if you haven't already, get that, you know, especially people at high risk, and you know who you are, high-risk health problems, you know who you are out there. Get your flu shot. Come on. And a flu shot does not cause the flu. You know, I mean, I get that all the time. Come on, people. You know better than that. Uh, one more story here. And um, this is also from Health Day from Monday, December 5th. The title is uh, Fitness May Lower Death Risk Even Without Weight Loss. A man's or women's fitness level may be more important for his overall health than his body weight, a novel finding that runs counter to conventional wisdom. A new study appearing online December 5th in the Journal of Circulation finds that improvement or even just maintaining your fitness level can help you live longer, regardless of whether your body weight has stayed the same or even gone up. This is a quote here. We all tend to assume that it's weight loss and obesity and seeing a change in pounds that's having the true effect on overall cardiovascular disease and ultimately mortality. This is Dr. Tara Norla, a uh, cardiologist with uh, uh, Lexington Hill Hospital in New York City. But these researchers draw on the conclusion that it's really uh, fitness that may have more of an impact than actually a change in pounds. And that's big news. I get that question a lot um, in my office. You know, you know, obviously people want to you know, try to lose some weight, especially people with chronic health problems like heart disease and diabetes. Um, and everybody wants to lose 50 pounds, you know, but I tell people, you know, even just, you know, even just as little as five pounds um, or seven pounds can definitely improve things like your blood pressure, your your blood work readings, especially things like uh, blood sugar and cholesterol. But this uh, study here shows that uh, um, even just being a little bit more fit, even without any kind of weight change, uh, can uh, can have a big impact um, on your cardiovascular health. Uh, so we'll check that out from Health Day from uh, Monday, December 5th. Uh, so I'm going to close things down here. Thanks so much uh, for Greg Masters for coming on the show here, Two Health Guru out there on Twitter. And uh, uh, thanks to him for being a good sport and uh, <laughs> coming on the show here. And just to talk about, you know, healthcare, social media in general, uh, definitely check out ACO Watch. Uh, he is the go-to guy uh, when it goes to uh, um, uh, um, accountable care organizations uh, and uh, having anything to do with that, especially when, when things come out of Washington, uh, when health policy things come out, when it comes to ACOs. So uh, check him out. Uh, and he's going to CES, which is the, the Geek Super Bowl, which I'm very, very uh, jealous about. Maybe I'll have him come on and uh, see what kind of geek stuff that he um, that he found. Uh, so um, I also want to uh, point out to uh, have people check out uh, last night's podcast, uh, Family Medicine Rocks, uh, episode 25, which has nothing to do with medicine. It was a nice, cha- uh, nice chat uh, with my uh, friend uh, Kat, uh, just about uh, you know any kind of you know current event stuff, whether it's uh, current news or. Uh, entertainment news or sports. It's kind of a little bit different flavor than this uh, this podcast here. Uh, so that, that's always fun to uh, to chat with her. Um, and just to give people a little bit of a, a, a preview, I, I'm thinking about uh, changing the name of the show again uh, and uh, seeing uh, maybe, maybe a fresh name or maybe a fresh look to the show uh, here will uh, get things a little bit better and, uh, you know, uh, Start out 2012 in the uh, right fashion here. So uh, thank you so much for joining me. I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing next weekend here. Um, maybe I'll be uh, having another podcast on Saturday and Sunday. I have to really have to check my schedule with this busy holiday 
um, schedule, it's hard to really plan ahead. But uh, uh, check out uh, my Twitter at uh, Family Medicine, uh, my, t- my Twitter at uh, Dr. Mike Sibilla, D-R, uh, Mike Sibilla, um, or FamilyMedicineRocks.com, which I have not been updating, but I need to uh, to at least keep all of you out there um, updated on uh, what's going on. Uh, so I'm, I'm really, really trying to get in, back into this uh, uh, this podcasting here. I miss it. Um, I, I, I think it's fun. I think it's enjoyable. So uh, going into 2012, I'm really going to try to make a big push uh, towards uh, doing a little bit more podcasting, uh, depending depending on my schedule. So uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me live or uh, listening on the archived podcast. My name is uh, Mike Sevilla. And uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast tonight. Uh, go to FamilyMedicineRocks.com. Check out uh, the website. Also, you can go to the uh, Facebook page at uh, Facebook.com slash FamMedRocks or also follow me on Twitter as well. So uh, thank you all for uh, joining me here this evening. Uh, have a good week, and uh, maybe I'll see you uh, next weekend if I do this again. So uh, thank you so much. Good night from Northeastern Ohio. My name is Mike Sevilla. Good night, everybody. the time.